commence primary ignition. Primary ignition. This is the way. This is the way. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Well, what is up, all of you Ugnots and Jawas out there? And welcome back to yet again another episode of Mando Talk. I am thrilled. I am very thrilled to be delivering yet again another episode. And I can't wait. It's going to be another Bad Batch spoiler discussion where I'm going to share all of my thoughts on the latest episode of The Bad Batch titled Return to Camino," And it was somewhat of an incredible episode, to say the least. And I can't wait to dive deeper into it. But first things first, couple of plugs, as always, Twitter and TikTok at Mando Talk on both of those platforms. I share weekly news updates on TikTok. I share a ton of fun and just polls and just thoughts on the Star Wars community over on Twitter. So you want to check out both of those platforms and then click the Discord link that's in the description. We have so much fun with Discord, uh, almost too much fun, honestly. We get to know each other a little bit more. We're building a solid foundation of a community and I can't wait to continue to grow. Now, the biggest way that we can continue to grow is by subscribing to our YouTube channel. I've mentioned this several times. We are on the road to 100 subscribers by the book of Boba Fett. We are 32 away from that. We need all the help we can get. So tell your friends, family, everyone that you know, if they love Star Wars, to go check out Mando Talk. I think that it would be great for you, us, them, and we'll just continue to uh, build that way. Now, like I've mentioned before, we do have some things coming down the pipeline pretty soon. Once the Bad Batch has wrapped as far as this season releasing new episodes but for today we are primarily focused on the bad batch episode 15 and it was like i mentioned at the top a doozy it was pretty special and let's go ahead let's not waste any more time i got all of the plugs out of the way i got all the things i needed to say knocked out and let's just talk about spoilers of the bad batch episode if you have not seen the episode please don't let me ruin it it's not an episode that you want someone else to ruin for you it's an episode that you want to experience and enjoy yourself so please get that done and then come back and give this uh, spoiler discussion a listen now as always like i like to do every week i like to share our audience their thoughts on the episode over mine i think they are more important than mine and you can get involved with that again by checking us out on twitter at mando talk we always send out these weekly polls about how you felt about the episode so here is our twitter episode 15 poll star wars and the bad batch fans what are your overall impressions of bad batch episode 15 return to camino so zero percent not for me zero percent for it's okay and then all of our selections were in these top two categories which is great to see 2.5 percent rolled with good but not great 
and 97.5% rolled with top tier. That is two weeks in a row now that we've gotten that type of uh, reaction from the episode, and I'm thrilled with these results. I think this is the first week at all in this entire season where we haven't had any votes in the not for me or it's okay. If, if there was one, it was probably the premiere. The premiere was probably the other episode that this may have happened on. But ever since then, this has not happened. So this is, like I mentioned, incredible to see. Now, I don't have Zach's uh, thoughts or review. Uh, he's been kind of busy this weekend, so he needed some time this weekend as well to get some things knocked out. So that's fine. You know, I went ahead and I'm reviewing this thing solo. I think we've been doing pretty good as far as, you know, coverage on that, even though I've been going solo here lately on the Bad Batch. And I hope you've been enjoying that. Um, and we're going to just continue to go that route with it today as well. So without further ado, you know, we've got uh, your general ideas. Let me share my general idea if I have not shared that already. Top tier, 1,000%, not even close. This is animation in its finest for Star Wars. A lot of action, great things on Camino. I felt like a kid again. Crosshair, I've mentioned before, is my favorite Bad Batch member. Uh, and we got a lot of crosshair. We got to peel behind the layer, if you will, of crosshair's intimidation face and get to see really what's going down deep inside of him. And, and that meant a lot to me. It, it meant a lot to me to see his emotions, see what's been driving him throughout this series. And it all makes sense. You know, he's just a soldier. He wants to follow orders. And, and that's really been driving his decisions. You know, for me personally, I'm one of those that, you know, I'm going to ignore those type of things to focus on my group. And I think that's what the Bad Batch crew, Clone Force 99, with the addition of Omega, I think that's what drove them throughout this show. But Crosshair, you know, he just wanted that stability. He wanted that foundation. He wanted the things that he's been facing throughout his entire livelihood as far as following orders. He wanted that to remain. And he felt like the Empire was that route to get that done. So that was great to see Crosshair and his emotional, his mindset behind all the events that have happened in this season. That's one thing that I always thought they were going to, you know, tease throughout the show. They did that pretty solid, pretty solidly, but maybe not as much as this. And we finally got it. I'm glad that we waited a while to finally get it because, man, it was a great payoff. You know, the Bad Batch, the crew, the crew that we've come to hang out with for the entire season, they had some interesting things going on as far as, you know, their motivations, what they had going on in the episode. So it was great to see. You know what? Top tier. That's my overall thought. Let's go ahead and just get deeper into the spoiler discussions with this episode. So beginning of the episode, Crosshair is transporting Hunter to Camino, and he, in fact, activates Hunter's comm to entice the Bad Batch to come after him. Now, Crosshair is always a step a, a step ahead of this crew. The crew actually leads Gregor with Sid on Ord Mantell as they begin to game plan for their next steps. Now, obviously, we know that the Bad Batch is going to come after Hunter there on Camino, and we'll get to that in a second. But I want to go back to this idea of Gregor being left with Sid. We know eventually that Gregor is going to get linked up, if you will, with Rex, with Captain Rex at some point during this time frame because we see him with Rex uh in rebels 
So I'm curious, what do we think that Gregor gets up to while he's with Sid on Ord Mantell? Do you think he's just kind of hanging tight or do you think maybe Rex is going to somehow get involved? And actually, I think I'll just go ahead and share maybe a theory for next episode. I think Rex is going to get involved somehow and I think he's going to get the help of Gregor along the way. And I think that's how we see those two go ahead and connect, if you will, for the time frame that we see them in Rebels. You know, we still got plenty of time to go between now and then, but I think think it would make sense for that link up to go ahead and happen and for us to continue to see that relationship uh you know continue to that foundation to occur so after all of that is said after that mention of gregor you know i mentally just had to think about that maybe we could see gregor again i think we will i think rex is gonna recruit gregor as far as the cause goes and we'll see him incorporated in the bad batch here and there and again, maybe even as early as next week. What do you think about that, though? You let me know. So upon Hunter's arrival on Camino, familiar music plays. And man, this was great. This music was played straight from Attack of the Clones. It's the music that that plays on Camino when Obi-Wan shows up in that uh, film. And it was executed to perfection in that scene as well as throughout the entire episode. Uh, I felt like it was 2002 again there with that Attack of the Clones music going. And it was a welcome feeling. I love those connections, those thematic connections, if you will, between project and project. And that is one thing that the Bad Batch has executed uh, perfected, perfect, perfectly. There we go. That's the word that I'm looking for. Uh, and I really enjoyed to hear that. And again, it, ga- it gave me chills. So in this scene, though, Hunter is introduced to Admiral Rampart. And I got to give my props to Admiral Rampart. He plays the villain role perfectly. You know, he's not a character that we want to love, but he is a very solid Imperial officer. And Rampart here in this scene implies that the schedule is tight and Rampart has no plan to slow down the schedule if Crosshair fails at his plan of trying to get Clone Force 99 to join uh, their cause. And we'll talk more about that. But yeah, I really wanted to speak to how great Rampart is as a villain. He plays that role to a T and I can't wait to see Admiral Rampart some more next week. And we do get a cool scene with him later in the episode that we'll definitely talk uh, some more about here in a minute. Now the bad batch, you know, like I said, after they commit to going after Hunter, they arrive on Camino and they land on a secret landing platform and They use an underwater transport system. This system leads to Nalase's private research lab, as well as other locations on Camino. Really interesting scene ensues after this setup of them coming onto Camino and going to this secret uh, facility, the secret research lab of Nalase. Here's the moments that happen. Omega reveals that she was created and Clone Force 99's mutations were enhanced in Nalase's secret lab and that Omega was actually there when those mutations occurred. So speculation heavily ensues in this moment for me. Does this mean that Omega is older than them, which I think that implies if she was there for it, that means she is, in fact, older than them. Does this mean while clones age faster that Omega might actually age slower? Because we know, you know, through other canon material that clones like age twice the speed of, you know, regular humans, how we do here. 
Uh, and that's why in Rebels, we see Rex and company, as far as clones go, already looking super gray, super old. Uh, I think this might be maybe just a particular thing that they did to Omega there on Camino is they made her age slow down a lot. They make they made her age slow down it compared to the others. So, for example, if she's, say, I don't know, 10 right now, but she's actually, in fact, 20 is kind of what I'm thinking. Like she's been in the galaxy for 20 years, but she just has the appearance appearance of a 10 year old. I think that might be what we're getting at here. Just the flip side of what the clones of what we're normally used to with clones as far as clones aging twice as fast but that's really interesting that she was actually in fact there for clone force 99's mutations and we all also saw like all the different tubes there in the background uh in that lab like there was I, I don't remember exactly how many of them there were but there were different sizes like full-grown humans itty bitty ones for infants and there was even like a really small circular one uh that's i don't know what type of species could fit in there except maybe I don't know, like a baby Yoda, perhaps. We know that eventually Kaminoan scientific ideas are going to get incorporated with Grogu there in season one of The Mandalorian. We see Dr. Pershing messing around with him, and he's got that Kaminoan patch on his sleeve. So I don't know. I think they're setting the seeds, though, for all types of Kaminoan cloning uh, theories, uh, experiments, going on throughout the franchise now i think they're really trying to set the stage for palpatine's eventual return in rise of skywalker i think we're going back in all of these different uh shows if you will films and you know explaining that a little bit more that's just my theory though i might be completely wrong i have no facts to prove that that's just kind of what i'm expecting because we know that palpatine heavily enjoyed experimenting with cloning and i have i have to believe that that has something to do with his eventual return in the rise of skywalker so az while they're having this conversation in the secret lab emerges from the shadows to reveal that all clone troopers have been transported off world except the ones who refused and those clones were killed and crosshair so camino is completely uh cleared at this point except those few individuals so there's about to be a lot of things that go down here in a minute so hunter and crosshair they continue to kind of have this back and forth banter and we get a lot of interesting scenes with that between these two having conversations hunter and crosshair share about their motives and and where they're at mentally so hunter tries to portray that the decommission of all the clones is bad news for them which i would have to agree with you there hunter that if the clones are being decommissioned you guys all are clones so you can only expect to see what the empire does with you and how they view you guys crosshair though takes a jab at him for the crew not coming back for him he thinks that they should always stick together and i can kind of see that uh i can see that view at it as well i can see where crosshair is coming from and then we do get a heavy tease for what's to come as far as you know how crosshair feels internally about that decision of the crew not coming back for him and then hunter also begins to have the conversation about the inhibitor chip in crosshair before the bad batch in fact alerts 
an alarm. So Wrecker, Echo, and Tech track Hunter's location and go into the training facility through the lift as they instruct Omega to stay back and go to the ship to contact Rex if things go south. And this is where everything goes down. Crosshair is a step ahead of them as always, and the troopers were waiting for them at the lift. You know what? We don't know. Is there like a canon name for these type of troopers that Crosshair and company, you know, with their darker, their black, but like faded gear? Is there like a canon name? Like we got death troopers. We got dark troopers. We got Sith troopers. We got storm troopers. But we don't have a, a particular name for these troopers. If you know that name, please let me know, because I think in my notes, I started to just call them superior troopers. And I'm OK, actually, with that name. And I think for the rest of this episode, I'm going to refer to these troopers as superior troopers, because I think if it wasn't Crosshair, it was someone else in the group referenced them, referenced them as superior. So I'm just going to roll with that name until I'm, I'm proven otherwise. But anyway, Crosshair, like I said, is a step ahead of them. The three of them, Wrecker, Echo, and Tech are caught without a fight, and Crosshair orders a soldier, a superior trooper, <laughs> to find Omega as the crew send a warning signal to her. And again, this is where things go down as far as all the emotions that are at stake between these two different parties. So Crosshair uh, reveals he never forgot that he was part of the crew and says he is going to give Hunter what they never gave him, a chance. And when he was saying all of this, there for a minute, I was really thinking that he was about to turn good. I honestly did. But then uh, as the scene continued, we saw that that really wasn't the case. Crosshair orders a soldier to transport Omega off world as she is found. But AZ helps her escape Crosshair then to try to prove that he is willing to work with the Bad Batch again kills the Imperial troopers, the superior soldiers, the superior troopers with one shot. You know, it ricochets. It does all those cool things. Uh, and again, when I saw that, I thought there for a minute that we were about to see Crosshair actually already turn good. But again, it doesn't happen that way because Crosshair then at this point with the standoff with the crew offers his chance, his chance that the Bad Batch that the other crew did not give him in return. His chance is to join him in serving the Empire. It was a very Empire Strikes Back kind of scene as far as like Darth Vader asking Luke to join him as, and work for the Empire, almost like Kylo Ren asking Rey to join him and to take control of the entire galaxy. It's a very Star Wars-y thing to do. It's a plot thing that we've seen in Star Wars before, and it works. It, it works in this galaxy. I don't have any complaints with it being like a repetitive theme, if you will, because it just it makes sense for the moment, the things that are at stake. Uh, between these two parties uh, and it was great to see that extension and it was good to see that denial and this these two lines really hit me crosshair saying don't become my enemy because the bad batch is not wanting to join him and then hunter says crosshair we never were i think this these two lines comes back to this and and it might just be like my relation with this as far as being a dude uh, and having fellow dude friends. Guys don't like to share 
typically and props to you if you do i think it's great when guys share their emotions with each other but guys tend to struggle with sharing their emotions with each other i think those two lines crosshair saying don't become my enemy and hunter saying crosshair we never were is a great uh representation of that if these two groups if hunter and crew and crosshair had just sat down and discussed all of this before these events in this episode happened, we may not have gotten to this point. Crosshair felt like that the crew was putting Omega above them. They were putting all of these things that they were never used to doing above him, and that just wasn't the the case. But that's how Crosshair viewed it, and that's how Crosshair continued to act on his actions is the way that, you know, his crew just betrayed him. So why should he care about them anymore? And now he's just going to continue to try to kill them. If these two, again, just sat down and talked with each other, I think things would have been different. And that's tragic. And I feel like, honestly, that's something that a lot of people out there can relate to as far as, you know, if people had just discussed, if people had just talked it out, uh, you know, things might not have gotten to the way that they were. And that's something that I can relate and relate to. And maybe that's something that, you out there listening can relate to and and at this moment you know I, I really connected with these characters as they were having this you know back and forth discussion so as you know that statement is made as, after hunter says crosshair we never were dart trooper-esque droids those things that we saw in the premiere they pop up into that training room they are activated by omega and they lift into the training facility causing havoc but it also caused something pretty cool to see it saw it caused the bad batch the bad batch actually working together again as they attempted to kill those droids we got back to episode one vibes we had the music we had all of the members in the crew doing their own special thing uh crosshair hunter working together wrecker tech echo doing their thing to the side and yeah it, it was really cool they got over their differences in the moment they did what they had to do to continue to survive and yeah they got it done and then again i'm going to refer to this as a superior soldier a superior soldier informs rampart that crosshair lost control of the situation because that trooper saw crosshair working with them and rampart says to pull all remaining forces out of the facility now after all of that chaos ensued this is where the episode really takes off into an emotional aspect it's already been emotional we had that confrontation between hunter and crosshair and the rest of the gang but then you know we get these really dark 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 moments admiral rampart informs tarkin that all essential personnel has been removed from camino including nala say tarkin ensures that the scientist has been boarded and he gives the famous line you may file when ready and that was a horrible uh, attempt of a Tarkin voice but when he says that you may fire when ready I think he has said it in a new hope I think he even said it in Rogue One he's probably said it in Rebels before I'm just struggling to remember it and now add it to the list he has now said it in the Bad Batch and it's executed to perfection but I want to go back to uh, that statement about Tarkin ensuring that Nala say the scientist has been boarded. So I, I kind of alluded to this earlier in the episode, so I won't spend too much time on this, but could Nala say be vital in the clone experiments with Palpatine 
on Exegol. Maybe not that. Maybe Snoke. Maybe Snoke might be the answer involved with Dr. Pershing and Grogu in The Mandalorian. I think all of those, honestly, might fit into one bubble. I think all of those might be why the Empire wanted to continue to work with Nala Say and to get all the information that she has. I do think we're going to come back to that in some way. They, they've set it up too much to not come back to it. And I think that's our answer. We're going to start getting those answers and we'll go from there. But anyway, again, I've already kind of touched on that. So I don't want to touch on it too much more. But other than if you have thoughts on that, please let me know. Jump down in the comments if you're on YouTube or if you're listening on a podcast platform, jump down in our Discord, click that link, share your thoughts in our Discord. We would love to see them. Then we get an incredible shot of the Imperial Starship moving into position to destroy Topoka City on Camino, And at this point, we go back to the crew. We go back to the Bad Batch crew. Crosshair reveals that his inhibitor chip was removed a long time ago, and Hunter ends up stunning him. I did see some people online thinking that Hunter actually shot him. He hunt, uh, That Crosshair, Crosshair is not dead at this point. Hunter only stunned Crosshair. I think we're not done with Crosshair. Crosshair is probably going to come to in next week's episode so let's go back to that inhibitor chip thing though him revealing that it was removed a long time ago causes some questioning because that means then that he's been acting on his own uh beliefs if you will or his own what's the word i'm looking for his own mission the, his own things the, the own the things that he wants to do he is acting upon that without a, a chip uh changing that in any way now is this statement true do you think he might be lying and then when was it removed were the three questions that came to my mind we see you know after hunter stuns him he turns his head over to where that inhibitor chip location would be and it's that burnt area that he burned a few episodes ago from the imperial or the republic cruiser's engine you know cutting on and burning him to a crisp so i don't know i don't know where my thoughts are as far as his inhibitor chip being removed are i do think uh he was actually telling the truth though and i i'm curious to see more information about that because i do think we'll get it because that that's some big info that was just you know glanced across uh in one line and i would love to hear more information about that and i think we'll get it next week they they touched on the inhibitor chip too much throughout this episode hunter t or hunter and crosshair talked about it a little bit earlier in the episode and then it comes back to us as a viewer at the later end of the episode so i think we're going to capitalize on that next week now again we talked about it this episode gets really emotional it gets very emotional here at the end the episode ends with a glance at camino empty and Rampart unleashing fire on the city and essentially destroying it as the Bad Batch crew attempts to escape with crosshair in hand. So these shots that we got, we got the cafeteria in which we always saw the Kaminoans uh, sitting in, the clones sitting in, talking to each other, their brothers. We got shots of, you know, the old cloning tubes uh, where we used to see clone babies inside completely empty and uh yeah we got to see the destruction of topoka city and these imperial starships just unleashing havoc 
on them. That was pretty emotional. And the empty rooms really set the stakes for that. Because for me, as a kid watching the prequels, Camino was a pretty important location. We got it in Attack of the Clones. We got it a bunch of times in the Clone Wars. We got it a bunch of times in video games. I think Camino is probably one of my all-time favorite maps as far as any of the Battlefront games go. And it's weird to see all of that playing field where I spent a lot of my childhood envisioning as far as gaming goes or just seeing it on film getting completely wiped out. That's the home of all of these clones where all of these brothers have formed their relationships. And it was also weird to see clones working on the starships, green lighting and pressing the buttons to fire upon the city. That's how crazy the Empire has their grip on every single situation going on, including the clones. It was emotional. It was tough to see, but it was something that I think we expected to see. And it was executed to perfection as far as visually portraying it to the audience. But that is the episode in its entirety. We just went through the entire plot. We talked about all the different things that they revealed in the plot. And yeah, all of that stuff made this episode top tier. There was not a single moment in this episode that I did not like or that I was not invested in. And when that happens with animation, that is just top tier in all honesty. Like there's no debate in it. I, it's crazy to me maybe that there was just one or two individuals that clicked good but not great in that poll, which is fine. You know, everyone has their own opinion, but I don't see how this can uh not be top tier or how it could get any better. But I hope, I hope next week uh, actually does in fact get better because it is the finale before the season two of the bad batch, which comes at some point next year. So what I would like to do, and I haven't even written these on my notes or typed these out anywhere. So this is pure off the top, but what I would like to do to end the episode this week is for me to maybe spitball what I'm currently thinking about what's going to happen in the next episode. I think obviously the crew is going to struggle with getting off of Camino. Uh, I think we're going to probably open up in the episode with the bad batch trying to get through the hallways while all of it's basically falling down. I think we're going to see them get to their ship. And I think Rex is going to be called upon. And again, I think that might be how Rex and both Gregor get incorporated and I also think that Crosshair, Crosshair is going to come too. And I think they're going to have some important uh, discussions, if you will, back and forward. Again, we're going to get some more answers as far as this inhibitor chip goes. And maybe, maybe Crosshair will finally kind of, you know, get his moment where he comes back to the Bad Batch and he he realizes maybe the things that he was doing wasn't wasn't correct. Uh, and then we'll go from there. So we're basically getting our crosshair redemption arc that I think I've been heavily saying we'll probably get by the end of this episode throughout this entire season. I think they've set the stage for that perfectly. So I think we'll see that. Other than that, the Empire, I'm sure there's going to be some standoff there. Or actually, we might be done with the Empire, honestly, other than the Empire just blasting up Camino and getting out of there. 
I'm trying to think again, like you're noticing if you're watching on YouTube, I, my wheels are cranking here. I don't have any of this written. This is just pure speculation. I do think Crosshair is either a going to just, you know, fully be good and, and be with the bad batch. That way the bad batch season two will fully be the bad batch back intact or B Crosshair dies. He sacrifices himself realizing all the things that he did wrong. Uh, to allow the Bad Batch to get away. And then I guess I've all also already alluded to this. Rex is going to get involved somehow. I'm putting my foot down on that. And outside of that, I don't have any, I guess, other predictions for next week. I, I'm clueless as as to far as what's going to happen, but I can't wait to see it. I think it's going to be pretty incredible. And as always, I am going to be here to talk about that finale next week with you. We'll see if we can get Zach on. We can, we'll see if we can get Jacob on, maybe even DJ Foster. Who knows? Uh, you know, it's just been a busy weekend, so I didn't really want to bother any of those people as far as getting on the episode with me. I just figured that I would just go ahead and hit it as well. And I think we've been, you know, having fun doing that. If you've been having fun doing that, if you're on YouTube, like this video, share the video. If you're on the podcast, you know, share the podcast, do whatever you got to do to get uh, Mando talk out there. But yeah, that's the episode. You know, that is episode 15, Return to Camino. That is part one of the finale. And I can't wait for next week. And I can't wait to cover it next week, as we always do here at Mando Talk. So again, Twitter, TikTok, at Mando Talk. Follow us there on both of those platforms if you want to continue to hear from us. Discord, click the link that's in our description. Thursday, we will go live with all of the new news that is out there in the galaxy. And we might, you know, spend some time speculating it. We might treat Thursday's live stream as a Bad Batch finale, like pregame, if you will, like prediction and getting hype for it. It just depends on how much news is actually out there. We'll see, but I would like to incorporate that into that Thursday live stream coming up in some form. So if you're enjoying the Bad Batch coverage here, be sure to continue to check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to that channel. We need 32 subscribers more to get to 100, and I would be thrilled if we got to that number by the Book of Boba Fett. So help us get there. But that is all that I have this week. So I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. But again, check us out on Thursday for our live stream. And until next time, as always, we have spoken.